Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Tuesday. First with yesterday's news, I and Glenn ZB were looking back at Monday. Um, school sport being sponsored and televised. Are we into this? Uh, the uh, testing message that came out on Sunday, how did, how did the government get that so wrong, or whoever got it wrong, how did they get it wrong? Who did get it wrong? Um, and uh, speeding. Zero tolerance for speeding. We're still talking about this. Uh, but first up, uh, so yeah, Aucklanders have been released onto the country. How does the country feel about that? How does Queenstown feel about it? Have you have you spoken to many locals? Because we're getting a lot of texts from the South Island, especially saying Aucklanders shouldn't come down. Look, I think that might be more of a sentiment outside of this area than, uh, than in it. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. There's some concern about um, folk coming here and the possibility of exposure to COVID-19, but it's the talk there is very much more around, um, gee, it's good to have some business back. Mm, I'd imagine so. Um, these rules about uh, Aucklanders, essentially what Aucklanders have been asked to do is to comply with the Auckland rules while outside of Auckland. So we're, we're not allowed to have in Auckland, for example, groups of more than 10. And the Prime Minister has asked that Aucklanders do that outside, even in places like Queenstown. Do you imagine that that is actually going to happen or is that going to be just far too difficult to enforce? Oh, I mean, who's, who's going to control that? Um, you know, you'll, you'll have a percentage of the population who'll say, "Yep, we'll do that." Um, but after you're outside of Auckland, it's pretty hard to tell an Aucklander from any other New Zealander. So I'm not sure how that's going to work. Yeah. And how do you feel about face masks down in your part of the world? Um, I'm going to be honest with you, Heather. I haven't seen a face mask wearer around town for some time. Um, so maybe we will recognise Aucklanders by the face masks. Hmm. I've always been racist against Aucklanders because uh, I come from the Waikato and it's just in our blood. But um, now that I kind of am an Aucklander, because well, I live in the Auckland region, I'm not really an Aucklander, but I live there. Um, should, how do I feel about like having to wear a badge to say, don't come too close, I'm an Aucklander? I'm not justifying what people think, I'm just saying what evidence they would have and the reason why they think like they think. But yeah, no regionalism is helpful. And no one can be in two places at the same time. People make their judgment impression from what they read in the news and the narrative. And a lot of that was people leaving the lockdown to go to their resorts and stuff like that. And, you know, if you're a Kiwi struggler and you see someone in a, you know, with a big mansion going off to some resort, that, a lot of it probably, um, with Auckland now is about financial envy, I would think, with people looking up there and seeing, um, people appearing to, um, you know, with a life of riches. I'm, I'm sure that's what motivates a lot of, the, of people out of Auckland, particularly in the South Island. Um, they're always seeing the um, narrative of property prices and wealth and things like that. And, um, and yeah, and, and that's probably the same as Australia with people in Sydney, America, people in New York. Um, it's understandable. It's not justifiable, but you can see why people look at that and they're flying off to their um, place in Queenstown. And, um, yeah. Of course, it's part of its envy and all sorts of things, but you've also got to try and understand why people think that way. Otherwise, we'll never understand anyone. What I couldn't figure out is, do these people not have jobs? Like, I'd love to fly off to various different places as well, but apart from the fact I don't have anywhere to go, but, you know, I've got to do my job. Anyway... Maybe I'm one of these envious people Marcus was just talking about.
Uh, now, there's not much sport around at the moment, so they've started step televising school sport and getting sponsors and things. And that's what they were talking about with Adri yesterday afternoon. This year with the COVID and what have you, the kids have been the ones that have um, missed out. School sport is the first thing that gets the chop. I find that very disappointing. There's almost like a nervousness about schools to have sports going on the off chance that they might end up with an infection or whatever. But when it comes to what you're talking about with the the pressure, I think the kids deserve the right to be able to, to step up, uh, make a career of the sport. But like I said, it needs to be a bit more balanced. Um, I know for a fact that rugby numbers are dropping. Football numbers are not. Basketball's doing very well. Netball's doing very well. Um, why is Sky not giving them a fair crack of the whip? Well, this might be what Mr. Wardell is thinking. Uh, having signed up the New Zealand Secondary School Sports Council, he's got access to those sports as well. And maybe there will be, uh, you know, uh, a secondary school basketball championship. I could see that. It's a bit like, you know, a college basketball in America, you know, Notre Dame and all that sort of carry on. I could imagine that sort of thing happening as well. But the, yeah. but the, point, the point is, is it actually good? You mentioned the dropping numbers and the dropping... Uh, level of participation, and that's what makes a sport strong. It's a it's a pyramid, and you've got you know you've got all the duffers on the bottom, and then they you filter all the way up to the premier. If you end up with a sport that only has premier players and no no base to it, it's not sustainable. And as usual, when these conversations come up, um, I can't help introducing arts and culture into the conversation. Like, are they televising school productions as, as well? Uh, because, you know, people haven't been able to go to the theatre. You're so artsy-fartsy, Glenzie B. It's not like you were ever the captain of the first 11 hockey team at Cambridge High. Oh, you were? Oh. Oh, yeah, I'm an all-rounder. Don't worry about that. Hey, um... Who the hell got this uh, message wrong about getting everybody having to go for a test on Sunday? What happened there? The Prime Minister said at one o'clock Sunday afternoon that she was incredibly angry about it, but she didn't front foot it. She only reacted when asked about it, and that's despite her knowing it was wrong since Sunday morning. So she might be angry, but we could well be too. How does such a huge mistake happen? And why did the government not front up about it till Sunday afternoon? Why did the wrong message stay up there all that time, even after the PM said it was wrong and shouldn't be there? The government simply cannot afford to keep burning people's trust in their competence and their messaging. Is it any surprise conspiracy theories and fake news abound when people don't believe what they're being told by the official channels? Because those official channels keep getting it wrong. Who's running this show? And how can you keep banging on about your team of five million following the rules when the rules keep changing? I was at Auckland Hospital yesterday and the security people screening you as you enter advised me that only one visitor was allowed in under Level 3 rules. And I asked them, oh, will that rule be the same tomorrow once we go to Level 2? We haven't been told yet, they told me, so we don't know. This was four o'clock yesterday afternoon and they still hadn't been advised on the rules for the new level coming in at midnight that night. I wasn't surprised. This whole response seems to have a touch of the circus act about it of late. And you can't keep relying on people's goodwill, can you, after you've locked them down, given them conflicting advice, changed your mind on masks, and that's before we get to all the experts saying they're not sure moving to level two is the right idea in the first place anyway. 
The all-important buy-in from people is waning. People are rightfully confused about level rules, masks, and as of this past weekend, testing as well. It's time the government stopped reacting to problems and started driving workable solutions. We're all doing our bit. Let's hope the government and its officials start doing theirs. I was a bit um, concerned to hearing the Prime Minister talk about how angry she was about the situation. It felt like that's not really the best way to deal with these things, is by getting incredibly angry. It's like the kind of thing that I say to my kids. I say, you're making me very angry. That doesn't actually achieve anything. It's it's just literally me admitting that they've won. They may provoke me into anger. It doesn't solve the issue. I'd, I'd rather that she was incredibly motivated to get to the bottom of it and make sure it never happens again. That's, I think anger is the right response. Anyway, um, there's a lot of people angry about having to drive to the speed limit for some reason. We all know they've been writing checks out for billions and billions and billions of dollars. There's a lot of people who have lost their work. Most people have seen their incomes reduced. Certainly when it came time for me to pay GST, instead of paying GST and income tax, I got a refund the last round because there has been no extra work. So they need to get the money somewhere. Is this what it's about? Every person who goes over the speed limit by 1k, 2k, 3k, bing! There's a little bit of a few shekels back into the coffers. Mind you, we'll have a long way to go before we fill them up again if we're just going to be pinging people who are 1, 2, 3Ks over the speed limit. So my concern is this. A, it means that police and your normal, everyday citizen who considers themselves law-abiding are going to be antagonists rather than working together. B, as a police officer... How on earth would you get job satisfaction out of that? C, is it all about the money grab? And D, is there no other crime going on? Is that why we can deploy so many police officers to the side of the road with their radar guns? In which case, great. If this is all the police have to do, otherwise they'd have nothing to do, sure, why not use them out on the roads? Somehow I doubt it. Uh, The first time I think I ever met Kerry... Um, I was writing radio ads for a Holden dealer and she was driving Holdens and she was voicing the ads. Um, so I think she's a person who who enjoys, let's just say, utilising the power of her vehicle. I think she's going to be surrounded by those people and whereas I'm just nat- old nana old Gwen ZB driving to the speed limit. I'm sure they're having more fun than I am. Uh, but maybe, just maybe, I'm less likely to turn my brain into mush if we're all ever in an accident. I, the, the accident will probably be them driving into the back of me because I'm so slow and they're so fast. I'm Glenn ZB. Uh, take care on the roads. There's been news to us, Don't get angry. I'll see you back here again tomorrow.